This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And we have got a colossal matchup on Thursday night football. The Green Bay Packers going to the desert to face the untouched Arizona Cardinals. Here it is, Funston, the line. Arizona Ooh. minus six and a half because Green Bay, I think, is going to be trotting out Antonio Freeman, Robert Brooks, uh, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> they um, wish. Maybe Greg Jennings could come out of retirement. He looks in great shape, according to social media, by the way. Still got abs for days. Uh, but, uh, you know, with all the COVID issues, no Devontae Adams, no Al Lazard. Uh, so far, hopefully nobody else uh, will be in protocol, and they're not going to have their defensive coordinator either. But Arizona now up to minus 6.5 if they open as a field goal favorite in this game with a total of 50.5. Pull this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. So give me a pick on the side and a game score prediction, amigo. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun one, but I do think the loss of Devontae Adams is going to leave Aaron Rodgers a little bit lost in the wilderness here. Uh, I, I can just kind of see this being one of those games where they're just fired up in Arizona. That defense is fired up, nationally televised game. The pass rush is getting crazy, and Aaron Rodgers is, you know, doesn't have his trusty buddy there with him. So I initially was thinking 31-27 with the Packers cover, but I think the, the loss of Devontae Adams, I have to knock it down about three points. So I'm going to go 31-24. I think this game is over. Uh, I definitely think it's over still, even without Devontae Adams. But I think Arizona's going to actually cover this. I got a 31-19. So yeah, that you're on the same wavelength. Uh, well, except uh, do the math. Thirty-one plus nineteen. Oh, that's fifty. Yar, oh. me mateys at Captain Hook. Uh, maybe good to me. So I'm just tucking under. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna lay the chalk here with Arizona minus the six and a half. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one out there for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> Robert Tunyon over under twenty targets. Brandon, go. No, I kid. I kid. Well, we're gonna break it all down here. Let's get to that with another fantasy five. Number five. All right, Brandon, let's talk about the leftovers right now for this Green Bay Packers franchise and what they're going to be trotting out there. Now, here's the good news. Uh, you know, at tape time of this podcast, uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, was trending in the right direction to return. So, pick your poison, assuming MVS is going to be active in this game. Who stands out most at receiver, excluding Tunyon? Just WRs we're talking about. Uh, which put your money on Randall Cobb, Equiminius St. Brown, the rookie Amari Rodgers or MVS? You said that name, Equinemius St. Brown. That's not a real person, is it? Who's that? <laughs> Has Equinemius St. Brown ever been the right answer in his three years in Green Bay? No. Absolutely not. No. I expect that. You know, he's kind of like Green Bay's version of Traquan Smith. He's just a wallflower. Yeah. Um, Look, at I'm all MVS. I'm all Team MVS if he's coming back. He was the guy that was getting a lot of love for getting a more well-rounded game uh, over the over the preseason being talked up. He was a guy that, you know, bubbled up a lot more than we'd seen him last season. He's starting to make some big plays. I think he's in a position, uh, assuming that hamstring is good to go, I think he's in a position to just, you know, hit the ground running on his return or hit the ground receiving on his return. Yeah, I mean, Randall Cobb is interesting to me. And the reason why I bring that up, you know, I'd be curious to see, you know, obviously he's going to get a lot of slot action. And if he goes up against Byron Murphy in those situations more often than not, he's given up uh, right around a 58% catch rate. But I don't think he's going to find the end zone. And I think his yardage 
you know, height is capped a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you on MVS. And if he could get any piece of Marco Wilson, that's the key matchup there. If MVS can line up against Marco Wilson, I, I will almost throw the G word out there. Guarantee a touchdown because he's going to torch him like a creme brulee, much like most people have down the field this season. Wilson giving up an 80.6 catch rate and 141.4 pass array into his assignment. So, Brandon, you and I are on the same page there. Uh, where would you rank MVS, assuming that he's active? Is he top 40 guy this week? Did I have my rankings already? Let me see here. I have MVS currently at wide receiver 30. Wow. So you are. Okay. Well, let's do this. We got we got to put this in context every little head to head. Let's do an impromptu game of that. Okay. You tell me you'd rather have this week. Hold on. MV- I, was, I was comparing myself against the, the experts there. I was looking to see where I was. So, okay, go ahead. MVS in his return or Jerry Judy in his own return. Uh, I am going to go with MVS. Uh, I just think that if MVS is healthy, he is the number one target where Jerry Judy is going to be, you know, he's going to be fending off Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Uh, Noah Fant, it's got a good, delightful match. If you look at the numbers of what tight ends have done to the Washington football team as well. So uh, they are very close to each other in my rankings, but I have MVS slightly ahead. Uh, No, thank you. Give me. Jerry Judy, please. I have Jerry Judy at wide receiver 29. I have MBS right now at wide receiver 39. Uh, how about MBS or same game, different name, A.J. Green? Uh, I'm going to go MVS. I'm going to go A.J. Green. Last one, MBS or your boy, Tyler Lockett against Jacksonville with old Geno. I'm going to MVS. I'm, yeah, I am fading Tyler Lockett. It's, it hasn't hurt me yet. I've faded him ever since Gino has taken over, and it, it's been, you know, it's been 100% for me so far. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I, we're batting a 1,000 here. I'm with you. Uh, Tyler yeah. Lockett's officially dead to me until Russell's back. <laughs> and, and then he will rise from the grave again, much like Marquez Valdez-Scantling here on Thursday Night Football. Number four. All right, let's go on to the next topic here. Who has the bigger fantasy day at running back for the Desert Birds? Uh, Who do you got, Chase Edmonds or James Conner? And I will then throw out a player prop on rush yards, and I'll I'll even throw it out in receiving if you pick a certain someone uh, here. (laughs) But first, tell me which of the two you think will shine brightest in the box score. I'm going James Conner. This is a guy that has – has six carries inside the five-yard line, which is among the leaders in the league, and he's converted five of those for touchdowns. Uh, He's got six total touchdowns. Chase Edmonds has zero. Uh, Overall, the half PPR points per game, Connor's only ahead by one. But if you look at Chase, and it's because of Chase Edmonds' production in the passing game, but if you look at Edmonds and what he's done in the passing game, he's been under 20 yards in four straight games uh, receiving. So I think right now I have to give the edge to Connor for the touchdown upside and for the fact that Edmonds hasn't been smashing it in the receiving game of late. Yeah, it's James Conner for me all day long. And, you know, I think Edmonds could get back to catching balls, but I'm going to fade him. I'm not going to take the over on a 22 and a half receiving yards. I'm not going to take the under either. But what about James Conner and his rush yards prop at 48 and a half yards over under? Uh, yeah, I'll take the over on that. He's done that in three of the last four. Uh, looks like he's done it in four of seven. But, you know, the the volume has been double digits for five straight weeks. You know, he's uh, and if this is going to be a competitive game, I think we're going to see a little bit more volume. And 
Falcons. And so, uh, yeah, I will I will take over on that. Oh, easily over. I think he's going to be north of 60. And I'll take it any time. Touchdown, please. A plus odds right now at DraftKings or uh, as well at FanDuel. I think <laughs> everybody's giving that offering. to us. We'll keep we'll keep taking those plus odds it's, anytime. It's TVs. weird. It really is. I mean, like you mentioned, six t- touchdowns in his last five games. He's got seven attempts inside the five yard line. That's top six of the position. 19 red zone attempts. That's also top uh seven actually at the position in green bay uh they haven't been an impenetrable fortress on the ground giving up 4.18 yards per carry seven combined touchdowns to the running back position uh let's do head-to-head james connor or antonio gibson on the road in denver yeah i'm way down on antonio gibson just not healthy so definitely james connor uh give me the terminator as well what about james connor or elijah mitchell in chicago against the khalil mackless bears yeah, it's still the Elijah Mitchell show until we see some Jeff Wilson or, you know, I'm not holding out hope for Trey Sermon anymore. But until we see someone really kind of figure in there, I'm going to give the volume, uh, you know, expectations, the the hedge here and go with Elijah Mitchell. 100% Elijah Mitchell for me. Last one, James Conner or Chuba Hubbard in the ATL? Yeah, again, I got Chuba Hubbard and like two spots ahead of Conner. But I, I again, it's kind of the same narrative as Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I'm actually going James Conner there. Uh, Because I think he's going to find the end zone. So there you go. Trust James Conner. Number three. All right. Next up, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Is he more or less a QB1 this week at 12-team leagues? Got two teams on by. No Baltimore Ravens. So you got no Lamar. You got no Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, So have that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about this prop that is available right now. Pull this from DraftKings. Over or under 253.5 pass yards. For the wannabe game show host. I have Aaron Rodgers barely as a QB1, just for FYI. And uh, I'm going to be under on the 253. Big losses. Again, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. What do you have? You have the guys that are probably going to be leading the way in in targets. are going to be short area guys and Aaron Jones and, and Robert Tunyon. And if you look at what the Cardinals have done this year, only Matt Stafford at 280 has gone over this number. And everybody else has been pretty decidedly under this number. So, I mean, yeah, they haven't played a murderous row of, of quarterbacks, but they played some competent guys. Kirk Cousins, 244. Ryan Tannehill, 212. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 234. And I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to fall in line somewhere there. I think he could push 253, but I think at the end of the day, he's going to be slightly under. You know, Aaron Rodgers just looks tired all the time, <laughs> haggard baggy eyed right yeah. and i think you know i think his age is just going to intensify uh with the wrinkles well, you know, deepening. He's, he's he's getting married soon he's still in sort of the uh, pre-honeymoon stage so he's probably staying up late at night you know i'm just i'm just hazarding a guess on that. well that uh, could be a lot of sweat sessions here for aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and you know his cardio's up good for him uh you know it's it's good being uh the guy that's you know just a wannabe yeah. musician on the state farm commercials uh, but I'm with you, man. I'm going to take the under here. Uh, Arizona's been dynamite against the pass this season. Uh, to give you the nitty-gritty there, fifth fewest fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position, 6.80 yards per attempt, 217.4 yards per game, 1.3 passing touchdowns per game. Fun fact, though, Brandon, in seven games without Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers actually averaged more fantasy points per game than with Devontae Adams. That's insane. I would never have guessed that. I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> uh, matchups. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a seven game sample size. It's significant, but not massive compared to the fifty five games with Adams. So mm. you know, I I don't really understand it, and I think it's <laughs> a bunch of poppy hot cocks. So I just want to share that with you. Just toss it out there anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's do a head to head. Aaron Rodgers or Trevor Lawrence in Seattle against your Seahawks. 
I'm still going Aaron Rodgers, uh, but Trevor Lawrence isn't too far behind. Uh, I've got T-Law, actually, there, Trevor Lawrence. What about Aaron Rodgers or Carson Wentz against the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> Again, this is uh, me having Carson Wentz one spot behind Rodgers. I have Wentz, too, ahead of Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow in New York against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Joe Burrow one spot ahead of Aaron Rodgers. So you don't have Aaron Rodgers as a top-12 quarterback. No, I got him at QB 13. Okay, yeah. Where do you have Daniel Jones in relationship to Aaron Rodgers? I had Daniel Jones at QB 10 ahead okay. of him. Yeah, I have Daniel Jones right behind him. So. Oh, I will change your mind. Let it simmer, Brandon. <laughs> Let it simmer. Number two. All right, let's go to the Dachshund of the Desert, the other quarterback in this game, Kyler Murray. Uh, his pass yards prop has skyrocketed. Open at 258.5. It got as high as 273.5. It's down now and, and maybe settled at 270.5. Uh, but what I find more interesting with him is his running ability because he hasn't done a whole hell of a lot on the ground the last three weeks due to the ding wing. But will the legs begin to turn again this week? 28 and a half rush yards is now the prop. Uh, Brandon, I locked this in at 26 and a half. And I'm always feeling good when you see that line movement. But uh, will he earn his sausages on the ground? What do you say against this Green Bay Packers uh, defense giving up 34 rush yards per game to the running back position? Yeah, he's only gone over this twice. So, and he kind of was talking about, uh, you know, not running this year. So, I, look at and with the ding wing you're talking about. So, I'm going to say under here. I think he, look, the last two games, he's rushed for six and 10 yards and they've scored 37 and 31 points. I, they scored 30 points against everybody, whether he runs or not. So, he did have the three rushing touchdowns to start the year off, but he hasn't rushed for a touchdown the last four games. They're still getting. 37, 30 points, it's still happening. So right now I think he's just – he's you know, his running is to get get himself in a position to throw the ball to. Uh, his receivers are doing work for him right yeah. now, and I think he's just enjoying that, and I, I expect that to be the, the narrative that continues. Uh, man, I mean, if Jared Goff – Jared Goff – can run to the over. I, I'm sure Kyler Murray is going to you know, start pressing that button and hitting those turbo boosters. I, I get the feeling. This is just a gut feeling. I don't know. I'm not inside the mind of Murray. Uh, but I think he's going to start running. I think you could be very opportunistic. Look what Taylor Heineke did against these guys last week. Can he be one-fifth Taylor Heineke? <laughs> Tell me. I mean, what is there, a, is there a good quarterback that was in a, you know, was in a, a firm position to win the game that ran against them? Uh, I, I think that's a I good think of question. Heineke and, and Goff in those games, and I think of running for their lives, like running running for the livelihoods of their team. And I just don't know if Kyler Murray is going to have that same motivation. Well, let's pull up uh, the history here. Jameis Winston, uh, they had a lead. Remember, they crushed okay. Green that's Bay a, in Week fair. One. Yeah, sure. so he had thirty-seven. Uh, okay. Justin Fields, that was a competitive game. Remember, uh, they only won by ten there, and he had forty-three. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. But you and I you're may... also talking about you're also talking about two teams that don't have receivers. You know that they don't have passing games at all. So well, that that is 100 percent valid. Again, uh, no matter where you side here, regardless, <laughs> Kyler Murray must start material. Going to be multi TD performance, uh, probably right around that 270 mark. I think that's a really good pass yards number. But I believe he will run more than what Brandon believes. And you, eh, choice is always up to you. Number one. All right. Uh, let's get the last one in here. It's Aaron Jones. And um, there are no props available right now on receptions or receiving yards. We do have a rush Over. yards. Over. I, I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything after Aaron Jones. All of a sudden, <laughs> all I heard was the Dreamweaver song in my head. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I, 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 
same way Aaron, about Aaron Jones. I, not, not to lie, I'm, I'm RB2 on Aaron Jones this week. So uh, you I know what? I am too. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Position that you are at RB two. You, you basically just hammer Derrick Henry, you know, in stone into that number one spot, and then you just start ranking after that. So Aaron Jones moved up to two. Yeah, well, I'm I'm right there with you. His workload is going to be massive, and right before tape time, you and I were discussing this. So let's go and bring it up on air. Rush attempts was 14 and a half, and uh, it's plus odds in the over. And I decided to fire off a ticket on that, which he's done three times this season, but he hasn't done the last three games. I, I think this has got to be, what, a 20 to 22 touch game for Aaron Jones? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking six receptions. So um, Is he going to go 20- full Camara? I think so. That's that's what I'm basing that's what I'm basing kind of my ranking on. Yeah. I think he's got the Camara role that we just saw against Seattle where he's literally the only real game-changing threat in that Green Bay offense outside of their quarterback, but um I think Aaron Rodgers is going to naturally just be magnetized to him in this game because he doesn't have his guy there, as I mentioned, Devontae. No, I'm with you there. So keep your eyes peeled on those props and if you're playing showdown mode on DraftKings, uh, I think your captain uh, you got your answer. <laughs> it has to be Aaron Jones. And I'll take it for an anytime touchdown, too. You said a points bet. It's still a plus odds. Uh, you can get it at FanDuel minus 110, which I still feel is highway robbery. This is going to be the week that Aaron Jones is an absolute wrecking ball, period. End of story. All right, Brandon, before we get out of here, let's talk about some of the other fantasy pertinent individuals in this game. What about Robert Tunyon? You know, a lot of people have cut him. Uh, he hasn't done a whole lot in the box score, usually getting like one or two receptions a week. He's not running nearly as many routes and playing nearly as many snaps, but this could be a prime opportunity for him to have a renaissance uh, given all the absences in that wide receiver core. So do you think Tunyon enters the tight end one conversation at 12-team leagues? I think he does because the last time out he was a tight end one. He emerged from his cave, emerged from hibernation. I think he had 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then you look at Arizona who give up – the fewest fantasy points to the tight end position, but they have not faced a top 13 yeah. tight end yeah. this year. So you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Arizona's always kind of been a team that you, the tight end's done pretty well against. So I think given you know given the absences of Lazard and Adams, I think you have to kind of rank him as a, as a top 12 tight end this week. Uh, let's go ahead ahead. Robert Tunyon or same game, different name, Zach Ertz? I have Ertz, uh, I think, a spot ahead. I'm, I'm trying to look it up, but they're they're both in that 10 to 12 tight end range for me this week. I got Tunyon at 9, Ertz at 10. and <laughs> I got I go I go Ertz 10, Tunyon 11. Uh, Ertz lumbering still. Uh, he hasn't quite made the end zone yet uh, oh from last gosh. week. <laughs> just crawling. Like you said, it looked like somebody shot him three times, yeah, and he was just like yeah. trying to get there, <laughs> try to get to the end game. Uh, what about Robert Tunyon or Mo Alley-Cox? has been a touchdown machine. He gets Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tunyon because I think there might just be a little bit more volume there for him. Uh, Tunyon for me. What about Robert Tunyon or Hunter Henry in L.A. to face the Chargers? Oh, revenge game, smash, four straight <laughs> touchdown <laughs> games for Henry. Got to go with Henry here. He's number eight for me. I love it. Revenge game! Yeah, it's it's Hunter Henry for me (laughs) as well. All right, let's go ahead and discuss some of the Arizona wide receivers. Uh, I want you to rank these guys in order. Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore. Uh, I will rank them in order of age. Let me go A.J. Green. (laughs) By a mile. (laughs) And Rondale Moore. Look at Rondale Moore is the only one I'm probably not thinking about playing this week because the the floor is just so low. You know, and it's hard to predict when they're going to have that Rondale Moore game, which is fun to watch when it happens. But, you know, it's it's happening less than than you'd like it to. 
Well, the matchup on paper for Rondell Moore is enticing against uh, Shandon Sullivan, who's the primary slot guy. He's given up a uh, 71.4 catch rate and 90.3 pass rating, but I'm with you. Uh, it's A.J. Green for me. Uh, I love his over, by the way, at uh, 44.5, 46.5 receiving yards, whatever you get that number at. I think he's going to be well above that, uh, which he has been pretty much consistently this season, four of his last five games, as a matter of fact. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think he's good for you know four or five catches. I took the over on his 3.5 catch uh, prop. Uh, that's at minus 130 right now at DraftKings. Probably be in that 45 to 55 range. Decent shot at a touchdown. Uh, you look at Green Bay, 10 fewest fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. So Green, I think probably the best candidate here to churn out a wide receiver three line. And you, my friend, are in agreement. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on the Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, adios, amigos! 